Brandon Ingram goes off, the Timberwolves are going after D'Angelo Russell, and we've got ourselves a trade. It's Locked On NBA on Friday, January 17th. Let's go. You are Locked On the NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome. You are Locked On to the NBA. My name is Nick Engstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The one more thing, King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? We have a trade. A Let's Woj, go. Would we say a Woj bomb? Is it a Woj bomb? Is Jeff Teague worthy of the Woj bomb title? What's like an old timey bomb that wouldn't really do a whole lot of damage, right? Like it's not it's not straight up C four you're throwing at something. It's like a Claymore? smaller a smaller bomb. Is this like let's just do a claymore. Those bombs in Breath of the Wild that you can just pull out of thin air and you can just throw at stuff and it does just a little bit of damage. It'll destroy like the the smaller, you know, bad guys, but it won't destroy the you know the guardians. Like those kind of bombs. That's what kind of bomb it was. You can just pull it out of thin air and throw it and it like it does something, but most of the time it hurts you more than the other person because you're too close to it. Well, whatever it was, I was super excited to see it because we we just everyone right now has just been waiting for any type of trade rumors news so something. thirsty for it man yes we're all feeling thirsty it. and just seeing that come across my phone today i was excited about it even though it was just a simple trade pretty much but uh, hopefully it's a precursor for what is to come in this trade season yeah you may recognize my voice from doing some of the the fast break updates in the on the breaks of some of these shows and so I was looking for some updates, looking for some news, and I went to ESPN, and they have a trade you know, deadline tracker, and the yesterday, this was yesterday, so the 16th, the last thing that they posted was on the 6th, January 6th, was the last thing ESPN posted, and they have like every single NBA writer known in existence, so it's, uh, man, people are just thirsty right now for trade rumors, so we got an actual trade, we'll talk about that, we'll talk about the implications for both teams, you know, Atlanta gets... Jeff Teague back, they get Trevion Graham. Minnesota gets Alan Crabb. Even as I'm saying it, it doesn't sound as important, but there are implications for both teams. We'll also talk about the Hawks and the Pistons. They kind of stalled on the Drummond talk, and now it seems to be over. Talk about that. But then kind of the big news was that the Timberwolves are trying to gear up to get D'Angelo Russell. So we'll talk about that as far as the Timberwolves, the Golden State side of it, all of that. And then tucked away in this article from The Athletic about D'Angelo Russell, this trade, all that stuff, the Timberwolves, Robert Covington is getting interest from people all their teams all over the place. Uh, so it's not just it's not just your everyday you know NBA mailbag where you get can my team get Robert Covington. This is actual <laughs> real rumors. So we'll talk about that. And then we might get to the all-star third returns. Uh, if we don't get to it, then LeBron is number one. Luco is number two. Giannis number three. Right now it would be LeBron and Giannis as the uh, all-star captains. We host the Lockdown Mavericks podcast. If you didn't catch that at the beginning, so we're a little disappointed about Luca's standing, but it'll be okay because, Isaac, share your galaxy brain take about Luca and the all-star votes. And guys, I'll, I'll do it in 20 seconds. Mavericks are gearing up for 2021 free agency. Hey, they've never geared up for free agency before. And that's <laughs> never, when Giannis, never, that's when Giannis is going to be a free agent, hopefully. And, you know, no other team is shooting for Giannis in 2021. But the Mavericks are. And here's my thing. If Giannis and LeBron are captains, Again. LeBron's going to take Anthony Davis. Leaving Giannis to take Luka Doncic. And then the chemistry starts. The bromance starts. And it just leads to Giannis Luca pairing in 2021 in Dallas. Let's go. Let's go. That's what that's that's it. That's the strategy. Either Luca picks Giannis or Giannis picks Luca, and then all of a sudden all of Dallas will go crazy. At least we will. So 
Yes. There you go. Uh, you can subscribe to our our podcast, Locked On Mavericks podcast. We go five days a week, as you know, just like all the other Locked On pods. But we also do every post game as well. If you want to hear some more about Luka Doncic, the Kristaps Porzingis situation, which is just weird and kind of a daily, you know, WTF is going on with Porzingis. If you want to hear more about that, subscribe to that podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Nick Van Exit. Follow Isaac at Isaac L Harris. Locked On Mavs at Locked On Mavs. And if you haven't, if you're listening to this podcast, if you listen to this podcast every day, go follow the Locked On NBA Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Uh, I actually run those accounts now, and so you're going to get some good stuff on Instagram, Locked On NBA Net, as well as on Twitter. So go follow those accounts, get to know all the different kinds of podcasts on this network. I post stuff every day about you know what stuff was was going on. Let's see, today I posted something about the Magic. They got that big win against the Lakers the other night. Uh, I post highlight every night, posted the all-star returns, so all kinds of stuff, and uh, and also an NBA update every day. So you get all that stuff. So go follow those accounts. I would really appreciate it for sure. So, all right, let's get into this. Some of the games that happened last night, the Suns beat the Knicks by 23. Ayton had a 26-21 and game, so 20-20 game for DeAndre Ayton. Good for him after getting benched a little while ago. Uh, good for him to come out and play super well. The Bucks were blowing out the Celtics until the Celtics kind of came back and made it interesting game. They were, you know, really close towards the end there. The Bucks ended up pulling that out. Kemba Walker had 24 points in the second quarter, which was just crazy, wow. him going off. Uh, but the big one, the big game, uh, and we're recording this during the Nuggets-Warriors-Magic-Clippers game, so we don't know how those ended yet. But the big game so far, Brandon Ingram scores a career-high 49 points eight boards and six assists in an overtime win over the Jazz. Uh, Man, this one just came down to the wire and it probably shouldn't have. Just some weird ref stuff on both sides. The, uh, you know, Brandon Ingram hits a go-ahead shot with .2 seconds left. Like .2, that's not even Derek Fisher, you know, against the Kings territory. And they, the Jazz try to inbound it and Jackson Hayes apparently fouled Rudy Gobert before the ball was inbounded. So he got free throws. He goes to the line. He splits the pair. They go to overtime, and uh, the the Pelicans end up pulling it out. But Donovan Mitchell, he he did his damnedest <laughs> to keep the Jazz in this game. He scored 46 points. Rudy Gobert you know, had a good night, uh, 17 points, 14 boards, 4 assists, 3 blocks. Played some good defense, but he struggled with Brandon Ingram. I mean, Brandon Ingram was just giving him problems. He just... Uh, would run a pick and roll with Derek Favors and trying to decide which one he was going to go for if Brandon Ingram was going to pull up. His length, I mean, he is like Giannis level, like long. <laughs> he's not yeah. as tall as Giannis, but he has crazy long arms. And you just kind of don't expect it because he's just so thin. But, you know, uh, and Pelicans end up winning that game. But I think the conversation out of that game has been, right now, all-star voting is, you know, underway. Ingram, Gobert, Mitchell. If you had to pick just two of those guys to be all-stars, who is it? Man, this is super tough, and I'm so curious on what these coaches are going to do, what they're going to value when it comes to all-star reserves this year. Because, you know, are they going to be okay with voting in, you know, basically the all-star reserves, you get two guards, three forwards, and two wildcard spots. It gives you seven reserves. Are they going to be okay with voting like five of the seven reserves from losing non-playoff teams? Or are they going to reward winning when it comes to some of this? You're talking when about you, your Townses, your Bookers, your Ingrams, guys like exactly. that. Exactly. When you look at teams outside the playoffs 
that could that are probably going to have all stars like Damian Lillard. They're they're eighteen yeah, and twenty four right now. He's definitely going to be an all star. Look at Carl Anthony Towns, who's having a crazy season right now, averaging twenty six points, eleven boards, shooting forty one percent from three. Massive for him right now. But just the Towns Gobert conversation. If you had to pick one of those, how will the coaches fa- like? Where will they go in that? Towns could possibly m- play twenty less games than Gobert. Because he's still out from the injury. Yeah. And and put up 26, 11, 41% for me, everything like I said, but be on a horrible team. And then you have somebody like Rudy Gobert who's averaging roughly 15 points, 14 boards, but on a Utah Jazz team that's, what, third in the Western Conference right now. Hey, don't forget his nine and a half screen assists a game. Hey, I'm David Locke. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I, I'll get better. I'll mention the screen assist. But – that it that's that right there is the prime example of I I want to see how coaches vote in, you know in favor of that will they prioritize the Gobert's impact on a winning Jazz team compared to a Carl Anthony Towns who is going to miss twenty roughly twenty games heading to the All Star break but go go and it kind of goes into the Ingram Booker all of that where do those guys favor into somebody against like a Russell Westbrook of a Rockets team that's fifth in the West. You know how will how will that you know so I'm that conversation it it's so intriguing to me I want to see how the voters you know or the coaches vote that but Brandon Ingram right now is having an incredible season a season that is surprising me I didn't know if he had this in him but yes he is very much right there in the running for a reserve spot in the West. Yeah, I think the winning conversation goes into play with, with Westbrook, too. I don't know if you guys, if you listen to Zach Lowe's podcast, he was adamant that, that Russell Westbrook is not an all-star right now, but the Rockets are winning games, and so if the coaches go with winning instead, they give two all-stars to the Rockets, two all-stars to the Jazz, then we might see like a Brandon Ingram get left out, even though he seems to be really deserving. He's playing super well. You know, Towns as well, Booker playing well, uh, but I think of those three, I think Ingram's played the most games and is you know playing well. You know, of those three, so yeah, it's an interesting conversation take, to look this, for the three of those guys. Yeah, like looking at Mitchell, you know, Mitchell, Brandon Ingram, Booker. These guys are all twenty three and twenty two years old. I would definitely put Mitchell ahead of them because you know they're uh, Mitchell's averaging twenty four, Ingram twenty five, Booker twenty six. If I had to pick one of those three, I would pick Mitchell above them because if, for me the winning does matter and I feel like Mitchell is the the most important player on that you know that jazz team but then the Gobert thing I'm like man he he factors into so much of what that team does. does you're like he has to be an all-star but then you look at some of his numbers and you compare him to some of these other guys and so the winning versus stats is it's so intriguing to me how the coaches will vote on that but right now I think it'd be really hard to leave Brandon Ingram off at least one of those two wild card spots it would be hard to leave him off, but we'll see how that goes later with the All-Star voting. Coming up, we're going to get into this trade that happened. It may seem small, but it has some implications. We'll get into that. But before we do, Isaac Harris, are you the type of fan that knows football or basketball so well that you can choose any game and just call it? Before the game, you can just look at a game. Like I had a, an old boss at a restaurant that I worked at. He just knew who was going to win, and he would put money, and he would win a bunch of money on, on these different teams. He had this thing with Daily Fantasy where he would know if if a player's wife had a baby the night before a game. He knew he was going to go off, and he always bet on that guy. And we were watching a game one time, and it was a playoff baseball game, and a guy hit two home runs in a game. 
after his wife had a baby. And he was like, I knew it. I knew it. If you're like that guy, then you should go to mybookie.ag, bet for the season. Uh, and you, anything you deposit right now, they'll get they'll match your deposit halfway up to $1,000. If you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money. If you enter the promo code LOCKEDONNBA to activate the offer, again, mybookie.ag. Go right now. Bet on some of these weekend NFL games and uh, get your bet in. They'll match your deposit. If you put 50 bucks down, they'll give you an extra 25 bucks to bet on games. Did that guy work for the Astros? I just had to say that. He was wearing a wire all the time. I don't know why. I don't know why, but there you go. MyBookie.ag, promo code locked on NBA. All right, Isaac, let's get into this. The Minnesota Timberwolves trade Jeff Teague. They finally get rid of Jeff Teague. I don't know if you saw the clip a little while ago of Jeff Teague running a pick and roll and Carl Anthony Towns just never getting the ball and not one, not getting the ball at all. It was actually the clip was actually put in the article from the Athletic that uh, mentioned this trade. But Jeff Teague and Trevion Graham go to the Atlanta Hawks. Jeff Teague back to the Hawks. He was an All Star there in 2015, uh, back when all those Hawks were All Stars. Kind of looking back is kind of weird, right? Like shouldn't the Bucks now get that same thing? <laughs> Guess it's because they have a All Star you know, MVP player that they don't get as much love, but. Uh, and then the Minnesota Timberwolves get Alan Crabb. Both those guys have huge expiring contracts, so there's not a ton of cap implications with either of those two. Teague is a $19 million expiring. Crabb is an $18.5 million expiring. But what did you think about this deal for both sides? Um, you know, basically you're looking at swapping out two expi- bigger expiring deals with Jeff Teague and Alan Crabb, like you said. But I, I think the main thing for the Hawks is you know you're literally – the worst team in the league outside of probably the Warriors. There's only two teams in the league that have yet to win double digit game, uh, double digit games. And that's the Warriors and Hawks, both at nine wins. Uh, I think the Warriors, like you said, are still playing right now, but yeah. um, you know, if you're the Hawks right now, I think everything, your whole focus is the future and moving forward. You suck right now. Uh, you're probably, you're going to suck for the rest of the year. So you only have nine wins. Playoffs are not really in your picture. So what can you do moving forward? And right now, you know, everything hinges on getting help for Trey Young and all this stuff, all the conversation about how Trey wants help and stuff. But bringing in a vet like Jeff Teague, he, he's played for Atlanta before, like you said. He's 31 years old. And giving him a backup, you know, point guard behind Trey Young that they've really kind of been lacking at that spot. I mean, yeah, you have uh, an Evan Turner who likes to, you know, handle the ball some in Atlanta, but Jeff T gives you a vet behind Trey Young. He can kind of mentor him if you want to say that, but uh, sure. Cool deal. I'm just glad a trade (laughs) happened. That's all I care about. Yeah. This is really just about a trade happening, but I think for Atlanta, at least you get some stabilization in that backup point guard role. I mean, the backup, you know, point guards that have played the most minutes, you know, via, Basketball reference, they have that, you know, positional estimator that they say how how much a percent are you playing point guard, shooting guard, all that kind of stuff. It's not exact, but according to that, the players that have played the most point guard, you know, backup point guard are DeAndre Bembry, Kevin yeah. Herter, Alan Crabb, who just got sent in a trade, and then Evan Turner. And Evan Turner's, you know, been out a lot. He's only played like 200, 200 minutes or so this season. But to get a backup point guard, that was probably the thing that they needed the most on this team. They were just playing so many guys out of position. Their center spot is not good either, right, with Alex Lamb, uh, Alex Lamb, Alex Lynn, uh, Damian Jones. But at least they have guys that should be centers, right, instead of guys that are just playing out of position and trying to run the offense. You know, Herter can do some ball handling and do things here and there, but he's not a point guard. 
And uh, so they get Jeff Teague. He knows the organization, which is probably a plus. He comes in and uh, he had you know his best seasons there. Maybe that's kind of a stabilizing force in the back in the backcourt. And then when Trey Young leaves the game, Jeff T can at least run some of the offense and be you know decent. Because right now, when Trey Young goes to the bench, that team just completely falls apart. And I think part of it is because of you know their point guard play. So uh, they have they still have like eighty three million dollars in salary cap space this summer. That didn't really change, and so they can still go after some of these guys. Uh, we'll mention the Drummond thing in a minute, but. I think you know this trade at least helps Atlanta right now. It gives them a player like Jeff Teague to bring back that they, you know, had his best season in, in Atlanta. It probably means more to them sentimentally to get Jeff Teague than it does from outside people. But I think it was a good move for them just to get a, a any kind of point guard. You know, if they couldn't get a buyout guy, at least they can get you know Jeff Teague in a trade, and they don't really lose much with Alan Crabb. Yeah, another vet in your locker room. It's not gonna it's not gonna affect you. It's not like he's gonna come in and win you a bunch of games and take you out of that top pick running or even take the ball away from Trey Young they're probably not even gonna play together yeah so yeah sure trade for Atlanta I think for Minnesota you know obviously they still have an expiring deal with Alan Crabb that kind of you know moves into that Jeff Teague expiring deal to where it looks like you know what can they do bigger you know moving forward because even looking at the point guards on their team you're looking at what Shabazz Napier Jarrett Culver you know plays point guard for him at times you know, when you move out a Jeff Teague, that that's pretty much the only two guys you're looking at that's going to be running. You know, the point guard spot in Minnesota. So get more Point they? Wiggins. <laughs> point Wiggins. What that just that's incredible. it was working at the beginning of the season. Yeah. So what what more can they do before the deadline? At some point, you know, whether it's now or the off season, they have to go out and try to find a dynamic point guard, and uh, it could happen before the deadline. Yeah, for Minnesota, this opens up a roster spot for them. It gives him a theoretical shooter in Allen Crabb. You know, maybe he brings something. He's not shooting well from three this year, but he's like a 39, 40% three-point shooter normally. And he's still expiring, so they're not going to, you know, lose a ton if he goes away. Uh, the open roster spot, the fans seem to be wanting uh, Keelan Martin. I haven't really heard much about him or watched him very much, but that's the guy that they, they want. But I think the open roster spot also could mean a trade coming in. And... Uh, this is where the D'Angelo Russell talk comes in. So let's get into some of that D'Angelo Russell talk. According to The Athletic, the Minnesota Timberwolves are intensifying their pursuit of Golden State Warriors' D'Angelo Russell. And this is, you know, something we've been talking about all summer (laughs) throughout this season is that the Minnesota Timberwolves need to pair Carl Anthony Towns with someone, (laughs) with, with somebody. It's not Andrew Wiggins. They thought maybe it was Andrew Wiggins when they brought him in. Uh, and or they I guess they paired Wiggins with you know Towns but they need to get somebody D'Angelo Russell and Towns are good friends you know him and him and (laughs) him and Towns and Booker seem to have one of those packs like you know you make a pack with somebody and you say all right neither of us are married by the time we're 40 we get together they have one of those packs as far as playing together now they've all signed extensions so i don't know how they're gonna make it happen until after the extension but this is a way they can get two of those guys together and i think that they would want to play together and if they can make a trade and make something happen then you know go for it yeah i mean you saw it in the offseason they went after it they went after it with brooklyn they wanted to do you know they wanted to try to get Daniel russell in free agency they met with him in free agency that's where that's where a lot of us thought that he would land you know a lot of talk were was around minnesota that they had other deals across the league to shed salary to create the cap space to sign russell to pair him with towns his buddy all that stuff and then all the Durant stuff happened Durant picked brooklyn 
And Golden State came in and said, hey, let's do a sign-and trade. We'll sign Russell to the max. And the rest is history. He's in Golden State now. So their their love for him is obviously still there. They want him uh, paired up with, with Towns. And this is one of the biggest things that happens with franchises. When you get a young cornerstone piece like a Carl Anthony Towns, you have to do whatever it takes to go get a second star. You saw what Dallas did over the past year. It hasn't even been a full year yet that – they didn't even let New York get off the phone. If Porzingis was on the market, they went out handing, you know, taking on money, handing out first round picks and all this stuff. And, you know, it looks like a fine deal right now for Dallas. So, but still, they wanted to go out and find the second star to go alongside Luka. Minnesota, even though Towns just signed this big extension, extension, he's in the first year of that. He's under contract till 2023-24. You still got to go find that guy. I just, I'm unsure if I'm Golden State, I don't know if there's a package right now that Minnesota could put together for me to give up the flexibility that I could have this upcoming offseason. Yeah, I just don't think that you can even build a package just from Minnesota. And then you could bring in a three-team kind of deal, but then I just, I don't know if they have enough of the assets. Just no one's interested in in, uh, Wiggins. No one's interested in Gorgie Jang. Robert Covington has lots of interest. We'll talk about him in a minute, but I don't know if you could package anything with him to be able to get D'Angelo Russell. Like maybe Steve Kerr thinks he can fix Wiggins, right? Like maybe he's the girlfriend that's like, oh, I'm going to fix him. <laughs> because if you're Golden State, if you're setting back and say, okay, if Minnesota wants Russell, what's like the best type of deal they could do? It, yeah, it's Robert Covington, Jarrett Culver, some first round yeah. picks. I wouldn't take that if I'm Golden State because you're giving up the possibility to where if you get into the summer, and another big name hits the market. A young guy wants out. Let's just say a Bradley Bill wants a new home this coming summer. He said he's can tired any, of losing the other night. Can anyone beat an offer that Golden State could go out and offer and say, here's a young past all-star in D'Angelo Russell who's uh, who's 23 years old, who's making who can match pretty much any salary in the league. Here's D'Angelo Russell and our top five pick. Let's just say it's the first overall pick. Nobody's going to be able to beat that offer. Whether it's James Wiseman, Lamella Ball, whoever it is, for a Bradley Bill, and then Golden State's turn around with Brad Bill, Steph, Clay, Draymond, all that stuff. So I don't think Golden State. You would have to blow away Golden State right now for a Dancil Russell deal. And another thing in it is they don't. Golden State doesn't have any like dead salary that would make it enticing for a team to take on either. It's not like they can ask Minnesota saying, "Hey, clear up some space and take on this bad contract." Their their big contracts are players they want to keep. Draymond, Clay, Steph, all those guys. So they you don't still want have to keep money. Draymond. Heck yeah, <laughs> they they don't they don't need to shed any even, money. Even though he's averaging a, a triple single right now. <laughs> Get off, Chuck, you see Ch- you see Chuck say that he said Draymond hasn't talked a lot since he's been averaging a triple single. <laughs> Chuck would say that. Yeah, I I just don't I don't think Minnesota has the stuff to pull off a D'Angelo Russell trade, and I don't think Golden State should move him right now. They should wait till the offseason. Yeah, according to the Athletic, the Warriors said that they have to this point not been inclined to move Russell, who is filling in as the primary scorer while Steph and Clay recover from injury. If they waited until this summer, the team will no longer be hard capped and could look to package him in a deal for a player who won't be buried on the bench behind the two greatest shooters in league history. So. There's some cap implications with this too. They can't package him with anybody because they're hard capped, uh, and so that that's there's a lot of reasons why they wouldn't do this trade right now. Minnesota not having enough stuff, but hey, 
trades happen all the time. Weird stuff happens, and who knows? He could be on the move over the next week. But All right, coming up next, let's get into some of the Robert Covington stuff. A couple of teams have expressed interest in him, as well as the Hawks and the Pistons are now done talking about an Andre Drummond trade. Why are the Hawks done talking about Andre Drummond? Let's get into that after this. All right, Isaac, let's talk about Robert Covington a little bit. So right now, according to that same athletic article, rival teams also say the market for forward Robert Covington has been heating up over recent days. They're heating up. Houston, Dallas, and Philadelphia are among the teams who have expressed interest in Robert Covington. If you're Robert Covington, you had to pick one of those three teams. Try to take our bias out. I know we cover the Mavs on a daily basis. If you're Robert Covington, you get to choose one of those three teams. Where are you going? I'd probably pick Philly. And uh, I know that they... they yeah, I, I know that they traded him. There might be hard feelings there. I don't know. But uh, if I was him and I had to pick, I would pick Philly because it is the East. You, you know, you can – this Philly team is a good team. They need more defense. They need more shooting. Uh, but I think Dallas is right there too. I'd pick either one of those o- over the Rockets. But, you know, Dallas would be an incredible opportunity. We're, like you said, we're biased. Yeah, can this. we pitch you Robert yeah. Covington right now about Dallas? <laughs> Man, it would be uh, it would be a perfect fit because everything he brings to the table is what Dallas needs more of. Uh, he would be a starter in Dallas. He would fit great alongside Luka and KP. He would uh, be another wing defender alongside Dorian Finney-Smith, who if you're outside of the Dallas market, you might not know a ton about, but he's having an incredible season uh, in Dallas this year. And him and Dorian uh, on the wing together, Tim McMahon of ESPN, he reported a while back, uh, that you know, a scout told him that Dorian Finney-Smith is better than Robert Covington right now, and uh, that was a, a fun conversation for Mavs. A Twitter real and scout, a real NBA scout said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, Proud so of anyway, guy. he he would be great in Dallas. Uh, it's just it, it all boils down to what's the package that's going to get Covington out of Minnesota, and if I'm Minnesota, I'm holding on to Covington unless it's for a bigger piece. Because going back to the whole like um, D'Angelo Russell thing. You have Towns right now. You want to win. You want to put some type of roster around Towns and prove that you're going to win. You don't want to. You don't want to offload a guy like Robert Covington for picks and just a a, a young flyer type of player. You you know you want. That's the type of guy you want alongside Towns and a winning team. So that's there's a reason why good teams, good playoff teams are going after Robert Covington right now because he's a good piece for when it comes playoff time. Yeah, completely. If I was Robert Covington, I would. Take a long, hard look at Houston. If I got my pick, let's say he got to decide which team he wanted to go to, I'd look at Houston. You're going to get a lot of threes, and it depends on what role you want. If you're a, if Robert Covington's a guy that wants to play a little bit more in the offense, get a little bit more, you know, like you can handle the ball a little bit, then don't go to <laughs> don't decide to go to the Rockets. But uh, the Mavericks can give you the starting role that you want. Uh, I think probably in Houston, depending on what they have to give up. The thing is about all three of these teams, what are they giving up? I mean. A, like you said, what are they giving up that the Minnesota would want? I don't think the Mavericks have a deal unless they're really super interested in Jalen Brunson or DeLon Wright uh, or the Mavericks want to part ways with with Seth Curry. But even then, I don't know if I'm super interested. Throw the Golden State Warriors second-round pick in there. It's essentially a first-round pick, but uh, maybe that's the best they can get, so maybe he ends up going to Dallas. But uh, in that article that said that Minnesota is expected to drive a hard bargain, league sources say. I want all one time. A team to just say, you know what, we're looking to give them up for nothing. Like, <laughs> you know, what? we're just we're not gonna first offer that comes to our our way, which was probably the Knicks thing with Porzingis, but we won't get into that right now. Are we sure the Wizards haven't been doing that with John Wall? Or no, come on, he's <laughs> okay, okay. He's a just... he's a mainstay. 
And then our final story, the Hawks are no longer engaging with the Detroit Pistons on a trade that would have landed them all-star big man Andre Drummond. That's coming from Chris Haynes from Yahoo Sports. What's up with the Hawks? Why are they not talking about Andre Drummond anymore? Yeah, first, you know, if this is early in the season before the Hawks got really bad uh, or, you know, are pretty much one of the worst teams in the league, then I would be... I was pushing that train for a little bit. I'm like, what are the Hawks, you know, doing? Why, why would they not trade for Andre Drummond, who, you know, he's 26 years old. You need more help for Trey Young. You have over 70 million in cap space coming this summer. Why would you not make this trade? Because even in that athletic article, they're talking about an expiring deal, basically to match salary, whether it's an Allen Crab who's been traded now, but a Chandler Parsons, and you know, basically it's going to come down to a first round pick. And how Atlanta don't don't want to give a, a first round pick for Andre Drummond, and but it, you reminded me this when we were talking about it. If you're Atlanta right now, why would you give up something for Andre Drummond when if you bring Andre Drummond in, it's just going to hurt your draft pick in a season that you're not going to be making the playoffs. So when you could just wait until the off season and signing just straight out right in the offseason and then you don't you don't give up anything for him you still have your high draft pick so right now i think the hawks are making the best move of this of saying hey this is a lost season we're just going to tank the rest away the and then we'll go after you in the offseason and I, th- I actually think he would fit well in atlanta and i actually think that the national narrative around drummond right now i think he's reaching a point to where he's kind of underrated because so many people is taking their shots at his play well right now he's playing terribly i mean he's he's Getting benched, yeah, because he wants out. Like he, and he know, knows that, they're shopping him. That's what's driving the narrative is how he's playing right now. If you tune into a Pistons game and all of a sudden you see Andre Drummond playing the defense that he's playing right now, you're not going to think very highly of him. But if you've seen him before and you've seen some of the stuff he could do, the playmaking, his improved free throw shooting, the rebounding, obviously, like if you see some of the positives, then you could talk yourself into him. Uh, yeah, everything you just said is what I told you earlier. So that that was my <laughs> that was what I thought about this deal. Uh, I think they just wait. They pretty much they probably looked at the standings. Uh, if the Golden State Warriors end up winning this game, which they're they're close right now, uh, they'll have the worst record in the league, and they're right there for the number one pick, and they own their pick, and they could just draft the number one, and then they have like eighty million dollars in cap space to get this summer, and so they could go out and get Andre Drummond. If Andre Drummond's real serious, if he's you know not bluffing about wanting to turn down his player option that he has this summer, and then you know, sign somewhere else besides Detroit, then he could go to Atlanta and he could just go there then. And they'll have a number one pick or a top five pick, top three pick, whatever the new lottery is to, uh, to pair with him. So that's, what's up with the Andre Drummond stuff. And, uh, yeah, Detroit is still actively fielding calls on Drummond. That's from the, the Yahoo sports article as well. And Atlanta didn't want to give up a first round pick for him. And they're just going to kind of move on and they're going to take their ball and go home on these playoff on these trade talks. So there you go, guys, we appreciate you listening to us filling in on this Friday. Again, we host the Locked On Mavericks podcast. If you want to hear more about Luca, Porzingis, all the stuff going on with them. If you want to hear more about Boban, Boban. then come listen to our podcast, Locked On Mavs. Follow me at Nick Van Exit. Follow Isaac at Locked... Or <laughs> follow Isaac at Isaac L. Harris. You can also follow the Locked On accounts at Locked On NBA Net. Go follow all those accounts. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On NBA. Peace out. Boom. Boom.